not talking about that. <laughs> nobody cares about the Oscars. Yeah. And nobody no, cares what three Asian Jim people Carrey have to did. say about it. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Three Asian men. Nobody cares what we have it's to true. say about it. I yeah. mean, I care as one of those Asian men. That's actually well, false. Seemu, actually, Seemu, specifically like... as one of those Asian men, I definitely don't care what the three of us have to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't <laughs> I don't I have nothing care. to add to I it. I cared for the night and then a little bit of today. Do you watch the Oscars? I do not. Oh, okay. I only watched it because uh, James on from uh, uh, Kafla said, what the heck just happened? And so then I turned it on to watch and saw the. I was the, too busy recovering uh, from stuff. Purdue's loss in the Sweet 16. Uh, You're yes. lucky I'm even ex- still exist. The old. You're lucky mm. I still even exist. In the old March Madness. <laughs> Ugh. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome back to The John Chi Show. Thank you. I am Patrick Armstrong. You are. Here with my fellow co-hosts, KJ and Nathan. And we are having a super fun time today on this day of recording. Mm -hmm. Mm, How are you? How how are you doing? How are you both doing? (laughs) I'm fine. We're all fine here. Thanks. How how (laughs) are you? Fine. Fine. I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm also good. fine. Fine. Good. Situation fine. normal. Fine. Same. Everything's Same. cool. 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 Nice. Hi. <clears throat> Can't do it that fast. Cool. I know, right? Like how? I mean, I know that's what vocal warmups are for, but right. I have never been fast at repeated words. I can do repeated sounds usually, but I can't do the word like the whole yeah. word thing. I can do repeated words usually into a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry. two episodes you've come in okay. with really sorry. bad jokes. Sorry. Like I phenomenally apologize. bad word jokes specifically. You gotta you gotta work on those. Workshop. Where, you gotta work where they're those. like they're word like, jokes. wait a minute, I have to hmm. fact check you first before I can actually react to what you just said. <laughs> you know, so I went to uh, um what was it Thailand and one of the things they said was same same. For some mm. reason. And I used to I, I don't know why, but sometimes I'd say that when I got back and be like, same same. Same, same, but different. <laughs> How would they use that? Same, same. I just when they're talking about something, if it's similar. So, so instead of the word similar, like same, same. Same, same, but different. <laughs> yeah. Some some people. Not different, same. Uh, same, same. Well, well, similar, but it's the same, but it's different. So some it's people, similar. when I talk with them and they are trying to like <laughs> affirm their unity with my sentiment, they'll be like, right, right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. do it in a way that's like they didn't have a follow up, and so they trail off. And I just find it's a real conversation killer. And I'm like, <laughs> "You're right? great. I want to keep talking right. with you, but like, it's no, it's like right, right. 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 Well, I expect like it that... to be followed up with <laughs> right, their right, own round, actual round, feelings, round, baby. Right, but round, they actually <laughs> just are like, end. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's, well, it's one of those filler words that's like you ain't respond with when you have not paid attention or only have half <laughs> paid attention. You're like, you catch a little bit of it and you're like, oh, yeah, right, right. And then they're like, and then you just got to be like, I don't know what you were saying. No, I'm but sorry. if you go down like that, if you're like, right, right, then you, it's oh, just right. like you're you're firmly <laughs> affirming Sure, your I get it. you know sentiment with them your shared sentiment but they're like right right like the up tilt is like right i'm gonna i'm gonna 
add to what you've just said. Like you've thrown me the ball or I've taken it from you gracefully and I'm going to add to it. And they're like, I'm going to, I've taken the ball from you gracefully and I'm just going to hold on to it and then right. put it away and then put it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyways. And this is that's been the, the John Chi show. <laughs> this is the John Chi show. Yeah. It's in the language section of the John Chi yeah. show where we explore I mean, the Korean, I mean, the English language. We explore the English language. Just as hard to learn as the Korean. <laughs> through the lens of Korean adoption and Korean adoptee experiences uh, through food and drink and <laughs> laughter and conversation and sometimes tears and also breath control because we are professional <gasps> podcast hosts. Professional. We talk good. We do talk. We talk good. <laughs> we talk good. What are we talking about today, Speaking boys? of talking and reading, how's your Korean lessons going? It was only that one thing. It was like oh. an intensive three-hour class. Oh, it was a crash. Then, I thought it was like a weekly we, thing that you were no. doing. No, as we established, uh, I think it right. might have been last episode. I yeah. have not been. I remember two episodes ago. I've I do remember not saying, been keeping up with yeah. uh, the study. Hmm. Even though I will say, when we did the snack part for Rick's episode, I was like, and then I was referencing my cheat sheet. I was like, okay, I think I'm getting this. So nice. Yeah. Well, today, uh, it's also motivation. motivation. Yeah, today you should also read out the Korean on our drink foreshadow mm-hmm. report. No. So maybe maybe in three. Give me three more <laughs> snacks. No, I'm just saying, just get Try. your get your cheat sheet ready. Ooh, okay. You know. All right, I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Today, well, we'll start off light and breezy. Patrick, you asked me before we started recording, what do people do for spring? Uh, and. Nathan feels like the kind of guy that has opinions on what people do for spring. So Nathan, what do you have any like spring activities besides cleaning plant flowers or landscaping? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm specifically doing that. That is on my to-do list because when we moved in to our new house last year, we didn't have any landscaping and we rushed to get just grass and rocks in with no trees or bushes or flowers or anything. So our backyard looks all it has is rocks and grass. It looks That's like it. a golfing green. Yeah, exactly. So we are in the the plan, and it's actually HOA required that you have some plants back there. So really, um, yeah, Classic. I know it's really That's interesting. Weird. HOAs actually. get real weird real quick. Yeah, real like bossy, and so. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like you have to have a minimum of this tree and the here's the trees you can have and don't right. get fruit trees because we don't want to pick up your fruit. I don't know. Um, it's pretty pretty crazy. So we have a list, and we're going to start shopping and figure out something to do. We might have to, I don't know, we might have to move things around because I'm, I'm now that I'm noticing the drainage direction or the flow of, of how things are going, if I put a tree in this spot that we had originally planned, it's probably going to die. If wow. I were to ask 15-year-old Nathan if he thought that he would ever say the words drainage direction in his life, what do you think he would say? He'd be like, yeah, I talk about my nose all the time. That made me laugh. It's a dream Um, of mine to say that. Okay. It's a dream of mine. So I guess that's what the judge show is about. We're just here to to make dreams come true. I I like that. I think that landscaping makes sense. Obviously I think spring cleaning is the thing that you think of, but like, I guess I'm wondering and I do think you are a good person to ask of this because I think you would have maybe something like this. Uh, right. Spring traditions. Like, is there a spring, tra- something that you do in spring that is like specific to that season? Fall in love. 
Okay. <laughs> and how does your wife think about that? <laughs> it's her that I fall in love with. Oh, again. yeah. Okay, oh, sure. Oh, Good oh. save. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> sweet. Allison, you are loved. Every year, a new, yeah. a new, a new love pops up, and it's just Nathan. <laughs> it's just Nathan. I didn't mean to say it that way. It just and, I don't know why it came out that way. I apologize. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Well, I, I don't have any uh, ongoing traditions, if that's what you're asking. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you get spring training in baseball. You get the start of the baseball season normally. Um, I don't know if it's starting at the same time this year because of said lockout, but. I don't know. I just feel like when it's spring, I feel like maybe it's where I live. The seasons have become so like compacted in the in the sense that autumn and spring don't exist anymore in Indiana. Bro, it's just winter and summer. <laughs> you can't so even maybe, talk to me about that. We're already done with spring in Texas. It's, our, it's just hot. <laughs> no, well, we don't even have the hot yet. It's still winter here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's still freezing temperatures, and we had snow two days ago. Hmm. So I'm just like, and then I'm, I mean, I don't know. So I'm just like, what do you do in spring? Because I feel like I just transition immediately to shorts and going out in the 90 degree weather. Hmm. So I guess that was where that question was coming from. Because I don't it know. Is, there is less of a yeah middle ground than than I remember. That is for sure. It is more extreme because <clears throat> it was, like you said, snowing and really, really cold here. And then a couple of days ago, we were outside having a picnic. So it was like 77. Yeah. So. Yeah. My, uh, the church that I volunteer at sometimes, the one that I grew up in, they had a slide up for Easter and mm. uh, we're talking about uh, donations of plastic Easter eggs so they could do an Easter egg hunt. And I, I was just like, yeah, because, you know, that's probably what's going to help the planet is more people go out and buy plastic Easter eggs. <laughs> like we need those, we need more of those manufactured and put immediately into a landfill. So that was fun for me. Just <laughs> really. Did you always have that one person who's just like the jerk that goes out of their way to make it super hard to find the eggs. And then they're just gone forever. Oh no. We put, we like, <laughs> they do the Easter egg hunts like in a park. So there's like not trees around and they just kind of like roll them out. So it's, Man. it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm not going to go off on this chaos. too much, but I you do get an egg. We had a, a our first big Easter egg hunt like that, where it was a oh, yeah. big park and everyone just like is on this border, and then they like release and the thing, just, like a yeah. horn, and everyone rushes to get it. They had just a an section, air horn, yeah, yeah. They had a section just for little kids because right, yeah. you know the other you know, areas you don't want were the crazy. To, yeah. Right, yeah, but guess what? The parents went with the little kids, so you see the parents picking up all these eggs, essentially. Like I saw parents pick up eggs that kids were getting ready to pick up, and then <laughs> the parents picked up the, the eggs wow. instead. It was almost like what literally moms? out of a movie. Almost, I mean, it, this isn't what happened, but almost envisioning like parents elbowing little kids to get to the eggs for their. Like, Nathan's getting kids. really specific. I think he is actually the one doing the elbowing and taking <laughs> up the eggs. From the little yeah, kids. Nathan was like, I saw my elbows. I was, I was I saw, disgusted. I punched a guy. Point. Yeah, I was getting ready to like <laughs> tangle with some of the parents here because. Like you, I you stabbed a guy with my a trident. Yeah, Brick. I, we horses need to and talk a man to you on about fire. That. And I killed the guy. You should, <laughs> you should probably <laughs> lay low, low for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> got out of hand fast. <laughs> that that anecdote got out of hand fast. It just devolved directly into Anchorman quotes. <laughs> but that, that's actually how it felt, honestly. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do another one of those community uh, community ones. We'll see. 
That's nuts. Oops. We are signed up for one, so we'll see. <laughs> is it like how many people was it? Well, it sounds like a lot of people that Gosh, you hundreds, hundreds of people. Yeah, I would say because it was a huge park that had thousands of eggs across it, and then a giant circle border, and then everyone was just around the border, and then they just you know rushed to the middle. So those parents that are going after those eggs, what do you think that conversation's like on the way to the Easter egg hunt? All right, now, son. <laughs> You're going to go out there and you're going to go and distract the couple kids over here. And then I'm going to go and scoop and then turn and dump into your basket. Don't fill your basket. You're just a distraction. I am going to fill your basket, but don't tell anybody. And if anybody asks, you don't know me. You don't know me. You came with your mom. <laughs> nice. All right. That's pretty much it. I don't know but if that was a good plan. but We left with like, I don't know, six or seven eggs, I think. And that was it. So. Well, they, I mean, parents were taking them, so it makes sense yeah. that you didn't get as many eggs as you would like. But, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. That's very interesting. Uh, beware, beware, Other things, yeah, other things for, for spring besides, I, I will say, having not been involved with the church for the past, like, church calendar year basically or not like super involved with the church of the past calendar year it's like really thrown off my sense of ritual and tradition because like i mean really it would be like i had fat tuesday instead of ash wednesday to mark the beginning of lent and then like people be like oh yeah i gave this thing up for lent and be like oh yeah lent is happening right now you know like there's like for me so much of my rhythms have been historically tied to the church i'm like so what do non-christians do (laughs) yeah which actually makes sense i'm like oh yeah i guess there's uh there's kind of less going on i don't know like it always just felt busy um i mark the coming of spring with allergies and <laughs> there you uh, go. That's a good one. the rebirth of bugs and mm, mosquitoes. Uh, wanting to be outside and just like my body hating me for it and me just powering through um that's kind of it that makes sense Mm-hmm. I was this that's the thing. I'm here in Indiana where the other day it look, looked very nice out. Very sunny. You go outside, it's like twenty-seven degrees. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? It is about to be April. I look at my watch, that's what it says. And it's just it makes me sad, I guess. Because I don't know. I think that spring I think all of my spring memories are kind of tied to church as well. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in a Catholic school going to a Catholic grade school, but weren't wasn't Catholic. So wasn't really allowed to participate in any of those things that were happening, but I had to right. go to them. You go and you sit yeah, in the your pew by yourself required. Yeah, while they everybody might, else goes up. And they really the deeply want to other you. Oh, You're it was like, terrible. Oh, you, we want you here, but you're not allowed to do anything. I hated it, and I really wanted to become Catholic, and for some reason it just didn't take, and I'm kind of glad that it didn't. So um, no offense to anyone who is Catholic. Um, and then we did always do like Easter Sunday celebrations at like one of my aunt and our uncle's houses and do Easter egg hunts. And honestly, we haven't done that in so long that I kind of forgot until you were just talking about it. I'm like, I used to do that. Duh. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what you do in spring is I guess yeah. is, is Easter is <laughs> Easter. such a big thing. Yeah. Do you have a big ham? I don't know if we did ham or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We always do ham for some reason. I feel like we went to brunch. Oh. There were a number of years where we did like Easter brunch and then Mother's Day brunch and then Father's Day brunch. I like and brunches. I was like, let me tell you, I love me some Eggs Benedict. And so yeah. all these brunches, yeah. great for me. Eggs yeah. Benedict, very good. And a mimosa. I was 12 at the time, so <laughs> definitely not. But, okay, sorry. Bloody I mean, Mary? these days, probably. <laughs> Nathan goes, what's a more drink appropriate 
or a age appropriate drink a for, Mary. for a 12 year old. No, no, no. He just said Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the regular Bloody Mary. Just the regular one. It's fine. With vodka included? I, vodka. No, I, I used to drink the Bloody Marys on airplanes without the vodka, of course, just because it was Isn't the that just salty juice. tomato juice? It is. It was so Ugh. bad for you if yeah. you think about it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get it where they put all of the additives, all of the extras in, like the bacon and the celery, oh, get you some lemon and olive. That didn't even exist then. Gross. Yeah. Nobody no, I do not bacon like Bloody and Marys. They're Bloody Marys. Now, I love People Bloody Marys. People love bacon and their Bloody Marys. Oh, what yeah. are you talking I about? I had a BLT Bloody Mary recently. So, no, that sounds not too yeah, bad, I guess. It sounds better Extra than it tomato. was. It had a tomato, a piece of lettuce, and a piece of toast. But And whatever. a piece of toast? Yeah, I know. Ooh. And a side well, of mayonnaise. <laughs> well, I live in Chicago. All right. <laughs> I don't know where we're going right now oh, in this conversation. But when I lived in Chicago, I'm going to add this in. <laughs> I bartended at a bar, but there was another bar that I would go and eat lunch at whenever I had the opportunity when I was working a double. And that bar served candied bacon on mm. the bar top. Which, and you, it just was just on the there. Bar wow. Yeah, it was awesome. What a I would go there world. and just eat like two cups of it and be like, thanks, guys, and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would eat the food, too. They had a really good Cobb salad. Freaking fire. <laughs> I don't even like Cobb salads. <laughs> Amazing. Having modern family flashbacks. Um, well, other thing that we <laughs> wanted to talk about <laughs> that I'm slowly losing as we devolve into... Easter madness and whatever Patrick is talking about with candied <laughs> bacon. Well, I just, it's not even, it's not, it's not your story specifically. It's just like, what a different time because like community food that just right? sits out is like, is so <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah. Like literally life threatening on some level. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a different world. Like, cause I remember uh, a couple of restaurants, like steakhouses or whatever, where they would just have like huge barrels of peanuts and you would like, yeah. Eat those and just throw the shells on the ground. I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine doing that these days. But yeah, I remember, I remember when they uh, at some of the restaurants they had mints, you know. And then at one point it was always just grab some mints, and then they started adding the spoon for safety, you know. And then you could spoon a few mints in your hand. But before like that, unwrapped mints. Yeah, unwrapped Ew, mints. What exactly? Ugh. Oh, I are know. those like the little square mints? Like they were like kind, little circular mints. Sometimes they were circular chocolate peppermint mints. Unwrapped chocolate mints. Unwrapped. Yeah, Gross. and it that was just like unsanitary. a free for all. But I remember they added the spoon because that was like a sanitary thing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> think about those things now. What a world! What a life! <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of nothing, uh, I recently finished the Netflix K drama called The Uncanny Counter, which is a story. It's like an action Korean show uh, that is about grim reapers which i think is interesting i don't know why That's they decided cool. to translate it why as is counters it plural? what grim reapers oh yeah so the conceit of the show is the there's not like a it's kind of like a purgatory but there are people who have passed on i don't they don't really get into it uh can can like send their spirits or connect their spirits to people on earth and usually they do it for like people who are in a coma and probably aren't going to make it and so the people on earth are tasked with collecting evil spirits and like uh exercising them from people and sending them so that they can be punished or whatever so there's like multiple grim reapers mm. but they get like superpowers so i don't know it so that's the show um and <laughs> basically I mean, if you've watched the pilot, you know this is going to happen, so I don't really feel like I'm spoiling anything, but the main <laughs> character loses his parents 
in the beginning of the show and then spoiler alert they're reunited at the end of the show but between those two points the parents are eaten by an evil spirit so seven years pass but like for them it's like they don't know that what's happened you know so their kid who was 12 at the time is now 19 or something um anyways what happened was this kid works really hard and the parents are like oh wow thank you for saving us we don't know who you are and then the mom like looks back again and realizes that it's their son and the son is like you don't know me so i don't feel like i can talk to you but like i've missed you so much whatever and we were talking in maybe at some point either in real life without the podcast or in a podcast episode we're talking about the adam project and and getting teary and whatever and i just it reminded me of that episode in the uncanny counter and i was like man this is i don't know like i i guess for me it just reminded me like it's such a moving thing you know because the mom literally says like do you think a mother wouldn't recognize her own son like how could i Mm -hmm. not recognize you right Mm -hmm. uh and I, so I think that it's just like this, you know, kind of confluence of for the past couple of months, you know, I've, I, I have been living with this language and this idea of being adopted, being like having ghosts in our head that only we can see and, and those kinds of things. And, and then here, this show, it's literally ghosts. Um, but yeah, just that idea of like, whether we are seeking out people to be, oh, cause in the Adam project, they talk about echoes, mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, maybe our histories, these timelines will get erased, but there's an echo who remembers or some some part of us echoes with like what's happened. And so we'll find each other again, whatever. And so there's just been like this whole thing of like, man, that that's so romantic and so lovely. And I wonder, I don't know, like I used to really feel like that more about like this yearning for meeting family and being like, oh, yeah, this will be so wonderful. But then also like, will they know me? Will they? will there be some level like some like deeper spiritual connection where we just like see each other know each other and be like oh yeah family i don't know do y'all think about that has that like ever been a thing presently or in the past that you, that's been on your mind yeah I, it's funny you bring it up because i actually <clears throat> just started writing about well okay so i was editing this episode or not this episode Last i was editing episode. rick allen's episode and he was talking about his uh, journey to birth search and and going to uh, on that path, and I was like, for some reason, I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna pop open 23 and Me and look at the close relatives thing <clears throat> because I'm a glutton for punishment, and <laughs> nothing had changed, <clears throat> everything was still the same, and so my closest connection on there is like 0.5 percent, which is third to fifth cousin, which is basically you don't even know if you could be related or not. That might not even be accurate. So it made me think about like that uncertainty of that. I could literally have no one be connected to no one truly in like a true and like that true way or in a true way in the sense that those ghosts that haunt me, I don't even, I almost can't even visualize like that that corporeal form following me around because it feels like I'm so separate from it. And there's just there for me, it just feels intangible. Like there is no link almost because that one thing, this one test reinforces it. Like every time I look and the other part of it is like, there's like 789 people that it says I share DNA with. And it's like, there's so many of these people, but none of them 
share like any significant part of my bloodline. And I think it's, I don't know. I just think that, I don't know. I just, it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately too, in the sense that I, I don't know. I don't know. Really. I've been, I don't know if I've been struggling with it. I think I've just been like, it's been a weight almost. Cause you were talking kind of about the joy of like exploring that, I think a little bit. And for me, it was kind of almost the opposite. It was kind of a, a deafening weight or a defeating weight in terms of like, maybe I'll never get anything because I know that I've seen other people who are like, do the tests and they have 80%. compatibility and i'm like i can't even get one full percent of anybody just give me one percent and so and and that's just kind of how i've been thinking about it lately and just and i don't want to think about it in defeatist ways because i recall on people saying you know they waited years and years and years with doing tests and doing tests and finally we'll find somebody and so i don't want to give up it's just sometimes looking at something like that and thinking about the ghosts that could be there that do walk with me feels like it feels like I lose the link a little bit more. So. Yeah, I did. I same thing for 23 and me. I didn't have many connections on there either. So um, I, I think I, I went into it assuming I wasn't going to have any major connections. And, and even though there were some people that were third and f- the fifth cousins or whatever, then they actually contacted me, um, you know, and I, I gave them some information about uh, my history, just if it would help them out at all. But, you know, in the end, I don't think it, really did um it just depends on who's filled that that information out i mean right so you gotta assume that there's a lot of people out there that have just have no desire to fill that out and isn't the the fact that people in korea cannot fill it out as well right so oh really i don't know i thought it was only mostly like offered in the united states and other. well yeah i think it's more just that the user base is more Mm -hmm. us centric right so so even though i mean not to say that they're um, that uh, there there haven't been Koreans uh, who live in Korea d- do it, but I'm just saying there could be a bloodline still out there that's for true. you. But I think um, that's like the false promise of these things, these types of things, these resources for adoptees in particular. You know, it's such a long shot. Yeah. But when you look at the marketing, when you look at how they're promoted, it's like, find your family. And it's like, I don't think that, I don't know that that's going to happen. And I feel yeah. like that's a promise being made. It's an ex, it's an implicit promise that technically is not a promise because really it's just like, here's a chance for you to do something and who knows if it's going to work. Well, and I think it goes back to how do you define family? You that's know? true. Because a third to fifth cousin is still technically part of your family. Like, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you think even about like, I, obviously I know this is a work of fiction, but it still kind of exists and it mirrors real life. Like in Lord of the Rings, the hobbits are all like, oh yeah, this person is my, you know, my fourth cousin and, <laughs> right. and she's my great aunt twice removed to my mother's side and oh, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. And they're like, yeah, family trees and lineages and whatever, you know. Um, and so you're like, well, how do you, how then do you define family? And so that's just one of those things. But Nathan, I'm curious, did you... Before, because I I kind of regularly forget and then re-remember that you're in reunion with the birth family. <laughs> um, so before you were in reunion, did you ever feel like, like, because I know that um, you said that your family was like waiting for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like someone was waiting for you? Or was that just like, I don't know, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this because I heard some other adoptees tell their stories. And I'm like, oh yeah, why not? 
I don't know. No, not not in the way of kind of how you explain with like potential ghosts or somebody thinking or dreaming about me or things like that. I, I think I did have some as, maybe as when I was younger, I might mm. have said a few things and I, I'd have to ask my parents about this. But I, I recall saying some things like, I wonder what my real mom is doing or things like mm. that. Like um, just as a little kid, you know, I think I said a few things, but in my adult life, I didn't really think about it. I mean, it wasn't really until hearing more adoption stories and reunions and stuff that it really started to spark more of an interest for me to do. However, if you recall this part, um, my brother did. So he had that dream the night before right. mm. I got uh, reached out to connect with them. So he had a dream that somebody was going to reach out to him and that Morphic field. Yeah. So there you go right there. He might've had more of it because then again, they knew about me and then they, and they had been looking for me and they had tried to, to find out more information. So, uh, but yeah, that was a pretty, uh, pretty crazy story when we learned that. Yeah. I feel like the older I get, especially, especially the further removed I get from my teenage years, the less I think about kind of the someone, I don't know, like, oh, uh, like an American tale somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. oh, man. Who? Yeah. Like when I was a teenager, I was like, man, that's. Yeah, yeah. I love that you song. Someone's thinking of me. Oh, man. That crushed me. And then now I'm just like, I, I can't maybe it's just because I can't live with those feelings. Maybe it's because my hormones have chilled out, but I'm just like, I can't, you know, but when I experience pieces of art, whether it's in the Adam project or the uncanny counter, freaking Lilo and stitch and American tale, like whatever it is. And it's like, when I get that sense of longing, it's like, Ooh, man, that's, it's, I don't know. It kind of like re releases some of those things for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would say I get pretty emotional of, most movies that have anything to do with family or family reunion or, you know, just connotations of, of, of missing family or family. I mean, look, look at every single Disney movie, like a, you know, a family member dies in it. And that's like, you know, just, it's a part of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just a part of my internal, um, processing, but, uh, definitely a weak spot of mine for, for crying in movies. So. Same, except for everything I cry because <laughs> I can't help myself. But um, I think that, yeah, I had one of those moments with Turning Red recently. If Oh, I'm, no spoilies. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. Well, there's this part in the end. <laughs> no spoilies. He just said Anyways, no spoilers. There's this part, there's this part I, in the end where this happens. I did, did it. I wasn't as emotional as I thought I might be in certain parts of the movie. And then there was this one part that really got me because it was heavily themed in like family but and just like it was rooted in like the self-acceptance piece of it which also exuded from self-acceptance acceptance allowing yourself to be accepted by others like your like your friends and your and your family but it's particularly your family and it was just how heavily that resonated with me always like searching for that and i think i've been really leaning into that concept a lot recently uh in some of the books that i've been reading um and uh, yeah just open up the floodgates and but even like something like always be my maybe which was as everyone knows is my catalyst into doing all of this stuff um even in that wait really yeah okay nice wait what no i legitimately don't remember that (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, that was the first thing I watched when we moved back to Indianapolis. I we my Emily and I watched that movie, and I think it was it was in the beginning when they were cutting cooking the food oh, yeah, with, with the, the scissors and stuff. And, uh, and I was just like, I remember I turned to Emily and I'm just like, I don't know anything about my culture. I don't know anything. What am I going to leave our kids? You know, like, mm. and because it's also in the backdrop of like the ongoing violence, like really escalating, uh, at that time. And it was just like, I was feeling really like, I don't know that move. And it just like that whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. And that whole movie just really like kicked me in my ass because I felt like I was just, there was this piece of me that was missing. And I was like, Oh, this is the piece I think that might be missing maybe. And then Mm. the very next day I looked up Asian American podcasts on Stitcher (laughs) and for me, that's where your story like when I think about our, your story and our story, it starts there. Yeah, I don't ever but, get the step before oh where yeah, this you're watching part. Always Be My Maybe. Yes, it yeah, was yeah, Always yeah, Be yeah. My Maybe. That kick that, that started all Dang, of that. I love that movie, man. I know. Oh, I thought so we had talked about this before. So we I probably have. I don't know. It's been like 84 ball. episodes. <laughs> yeah. But no, at the end of that movie where she comes back and she's doing all the cooking and all of this and like really recreated that love, I think mm. that was. And that's the other thing. It's like finding that finding way back to love, I guess. I don't know. I've been reading all about love by bell hooks and it's just like all about that literally. And so I don't know. It's just like, it's because it's like all the pieces that I feel have always been missing for me and that I see in these movies and that I really want to like take hold of. And then I just makes me openly sob. Mm. And then it's like, okay, now how do I, where do I go from this point? So sorry, I don't know what I was talking about. No, I think it's good. (laughs) I also think like part of, Part of this, besides the pieces of like film and TV that I've watched, I've just recently started reading Heavy by Kiesi Lehman, and it's a memoir of his life that's written to his mother. And he's, I mean, even from being young, you know, and, and he's a he's a black author and obviously like writing in hindsight, but because it's written in second person and it's written to his mother and things like there's just a level we talked about last week where like reading a great piece of literature like Pachinko. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, th- I think like Min Jin Lee is one of my new favorite authors. Uh, and mm-hmm. I love that she's Korean American. Casey Lehman is one of my new favorite authors. And I love that he is African American. And um, I, so yeah, so, uh, but his, like this memoir is just like doing a number on me because he writes with such clarity of his past and such poignancy. And it's like, specific and so deeply relatable and like you can tell like just the life that he's had to get to where he is now but um yeah i don't know so it just it makes me think back on myself and my younger self and my younger days and like want to i wish i was that i wish i had that clarity of thought and that um poignancy of exploration but i don't know so i've just been i guess rehashing old (laughs) old feelings (laughs) to see if i'm i don't know uh, i don't know if i can write if i can think about things good so hey i'm doing that right now i I totally get it i'm in the same spot right right (laughs) right nathan's just rocking (laughs) nathan wasn't gonna say it that he was just gonna i was gonna i thought right 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 same 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 same. but different (laughs) likewise like that igualmente igualmente um yeah anyways that's I guess what it's like. That's a, a slice of life in three adoptees brain holes. Um, when it comes to family themes. Yeah. And media. I don't know. And that's and just media? like, I feel like that always gets hit on because family is so nuclear and so like 
I don't know, uh, blood is thicker than water like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we just have those question marks forever. Um, and I wish, I wish I could explain better to someone who isn't adopted, like the level, but also it just, it is what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you're fighting against again, mainstream wise family is portrayed as like this functional unit that is like usually is two parents, usually a man and a woman or a male and a female and two to four kids. And they, they have some mishaps sometimes, but it's usually everything works out and it's all fine. And it's never, there's, it's like, that's what's been portrayed as like the family unit, what family is. And that's the definition that we, we work with, we work off of when we're trying to live our lives, but doesn't really reflect reality uh, in most cases, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think like, I think what it is too, is in storytelling, especially for movies and things like whatever the, the problem is, whatever journey the hero needs to go on, the more that you can tie it to primal themes, the more engaging the movie. Right. So Mm. even in a movie like Batman or really any like superhero property, right? Like at, at its core, you talk about like, it's a story about family or you talk about like, it's a story of romance or it's a story of, you know, whatever. It's a story of vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) I have vengeance. (laughs) I have vengeance. I'm Batman. (laughs) I'm Batman. (laughs) Anyways. um, But it's like, we see so often stories like because family is so primal story, the story is centered on families coming together or families breaking apart right and for adoptees it's just families not existing <laughs> and so right. it's, it's it's like oh yeah there's this thing that we should like talk about but like it literally just it just doesn't exist you know so we can talk about so many other things but like on some level i don't know like i even even like encanto like we're bruno in the situation you know like right <laughs> like mm-hmm. who nobody talks about for whatever reason like we're the brunos you know and people make this banger of a song about how we don't talk about us. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a whole, whole thing. Um, yeah. So I just, that's, that's where my, where my brain has been at lately. So. Never yeah, thought of it that way. About Comparing us being Bruno, Bruno to Korean adoptees. Yeah. Or this, the adoption. I mean, for like a, yeah. Cause I think, <clears throat> I mean, realistically spoilers for, uh, Encanto <laughs> Academy Award winning movie Encanto. <laughs> if you haven't that's watched it a million the times. Of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're good. By fame. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think, I think it really feels like we're living on the other side of the wall, you know, mm. and we have that portrait it's and we're deep. like, all we want is to be included at the family table and the family is like we don't talk about bruno no 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 and i'm just like but but like we're here and and i wonder you know like part of me is like maybe there is that family member who has super powered hearing which you know maybe you could call it morphic fields you could call it whatever you know <clears throat> but maybe there is someone out there looking at the same moon you know thinking about us and you know all those things maybe maybe not maybe the family has gotten so good at not talking about bruno that they just don't talk about bruno at all and they forget that like they don't even get to writing the song because bruno just doesn't exist and yet like right we're on the other side of the wall the wall being the pacific ocean and being like but but we exist and we want to be at the table you know or at least like have a seat even if we choose not to accept it i would like to be offered and be acknowledged or it could be an emotional wall 
Ooh. Well, I think that I love that metaphor. I think that's a really, I think that's a really apt metaphor. And I think for me, the Bruno, the thing that we're not talking about isn't necessarily us, but specifically our identities and adoption itself, like speaking truly about why you were adopted and to really speak truth to like, what was, what happened with your family? What, what culture did you come from? How are we implementing that culture here? How are we not? And those are all of the things that are not being talked about in a lot of cases, specifically in a transracial adoption, um, but really at any level of adoption. And so, yeah, I think that's a really, that's a great metaphor. I think yeah. somebody needs to write something about that. We need to get Katie Ohashi back on here from uh, the, the, her villain uh, Disney podcast. Oh, I bet she is talking about she that. She might be talking about it. Shoot. Katie, if you're listening. <laughs> Come back on the show. <laughs> we got to talk about the mother whose name I forget, the grandmother and uh, and Bruno and all that Katie, stuff. come back on the show. <laughs> Katie, come back. <laughs> Not as Batman. I'm Batman. Come <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> She's the abuela. That's is that her name? That's just, no, I think grandma. she's got a name. It just means grandma, though, right? So yeah, yeah, but she's yeah. not. She's not named other than Abuela. I don't think so. Are you looking it up? No, she <laughs> is now. I thought you were. I really <laughs> thought right. you were. Well, I thought you had pulled up that. Yeah, we got to talk about Harmony and and Harmony and uh, Bruno Young. <laughs> It just means... Uh, well, and, like, there's a whole level of... This is, like, a whole other podcast at this point, but there's a whole other level of, like, Bruno getting rejected because they don't understand his right. power and Bruno feeling like he was rejected because of inherently who he is. You know what right. I mean? And so, like, that miscommunication... Oh, I mean, yeah, like, that. For us, like, we just got rejected because of who we are, you know? Right. And there's not necessarily a misunderstanding. Uh, you know, it's a it's a whole... It's a whole thing. Her name I'm going to have to look into that more. Her name is Alma. Oh, yeah. All right. A-L-M-A. Well, uh, that's probably enough talking about Bruno. And we should transition into into some some food slash drinks or bebidas, as they might say. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Welcome back to the John Chi Show, as Patrick would like me to say, eating fun, tasty drinking portion. (laughs) I do love the eating fun, tasty drinking portion. Yeah. Um, This is where we explore a Korean item. Uh, Specifically, I try to look for something that says product of Korea. I'm excited. We're very excited. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited because I personally love pear However, the picture on this can looks nothing like a pear. It looks like a naranja. It does. Oh. It totally looks like an orange. So, and I am really confused. The reason I bought it was because I'm like, why does it say crunch crunch pear? Because I have I the actually, same question. I, <laughs> I was like, is it crunchy? usually crunch? I Maybe usually associate with something that I eat, not that exactly. I drink. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but Lotte makes this uh, pear drink, uh, pear juice. How Maybe it's percentage? crunch crunch because the the pear juice has been crushed. Oh, there you go. It's a it's or the juice is made of crushed pear, crushed pressed. <laughs> but it's twelve percent pear juice puree. One hundred nineteen so. calories in this thing. Yeah, this is a little can for one hundred nineteen calories. So I'm guessing there's some uh, 
sugar. 28 grams of sugar. Okay. 30 so grams be, of carbohydrates. Yeah. It's going to oh, be. Oh, wait. Is that the same be, as the sugar? It's going to be tasty. No. Almost. But uh, the math checks out. It's just all. It's just pure carbs. I yeah. think it's because actually of the uh, the pear juice, pear puree. Pretty much. So, but I know that uh, from my wife, who is a certified nutrition coach. How Hey-o. to calculate oh, carb grams into calories? Well, I can't what? have this. I'm off oh, carbs. Okay. So, <laughs> well, you should also then not be eating fruits or vegetables, or basically anything that's not meat and cheese. No. No. Those oh are no. Parts. Oh no! Meat and cheese. My protein. I love meat and cheese. Whoa! Batman needs protein. So, pear lote crunch crunch. It smells it's good. Got a pear smell. <laughs> does it? Does. No, it smells like orange. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Maybe the rest of it's. This is juice. weird. I don't like it. <laughs> got that can taste at the end. It tastes yeah. like the little cups of pear, the fruit cups with mm, the diced pears, it sure. tastes like the pear juice inside of that. Maybe that's But with a can with is. a metallic can after Maybe they just whoever doesn't eat the or drink that part, they just pour it in the thing and then now they're serving it to you. Can't stop sniffing mine. I got to the chunks. It smells like it definitely there's has some chunks. Puree. Oh, there's chunks in there? Oh, man. <laughs> if you swish it around, which it does Ugh. say shake well, Oh, I didn't shake this at all. <laughs> They're all at the bottom. Yeah, so swish it around, and then you'll get some pear puree, which, you know, I Ugh. like pear, and I like pear puree, but my wife does not like the texture of pear, and so she probably would not I like this. peach puree, and we used to use that to make mimosas, some fancy mimosas. I don't know. I'm, the more I'm drinking it, the more I'm thinking this is exactly what I would think a pear juice would taste like. All right, I'm going to chug mine. I, yeah, just take a big swig. Get some I of that, just, that puree in there, too. My can smells like feet. <laughs> pear Which feet? I think is gross. Well, no, it is crushed feet. pear, so they might have crushed it with their feet <laughs> to get the juice out. So Great. I did get a lot Thanks of the puree, and I thought I would hate it, but I actually don't. The it's puree like, I mean, doesn't it's taste just, bad. If you no, like puree pulpy like juice, yeah. then it's fine. If you don't like pulp, then get out of here. But yeah. This is not the product for you. No, I mean, it. like, I mean, what you said is it tastes like if you had crushed all the pears in the little pear, you know, Del Monte cups or something like that, and then drank it, this is probably what it would taste like. Similar. Yeah. Similar. So, definitely sugary. So Definitely some sugar. Yeah. My nose is smelling is a little off, so I cannot uh, confirm or deny what KJ is saying. You are sick. Get your so, sniff on. Yeah. My sniff is in the Get little. your sniff on. I'm <laughs> Thanks. Batman. Thanks, Batman. Either all of that is staying in, or probably. Sorry, I just is. had to take a work text. So, oh no, you're all apologies. Good. I no. just meant all of the Batman stuff. <laughs> it's all. I hope it stays in. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Not yeah. KJ's favorite. Okay. Interested is, to hear what? Yeah, how many pairs? <laughs> how many first. crushed pairs he gives? All right. So this here's the, here's the deal. I am going to give this specific can of Crunch Crunch Pear like 1.5. Like this specific can that you have in your hand you that just drank out of. <clears throat> okay. The product overall, I think I'll give a three. All right. Uh, but this is so unpleasant because <laughs> I feel like I am just drinking. It's like pear 
you know, pear juice <laughs> with essence of stinky feet. Oh god! And it only comes up in the aftertaste, and it's sick. it's awful. Uh, but like I don't the flavor, drink it again the flavor itself is really good. But I think it's just this can. I don't know. Maybe Nathan rubbed his heels over it or something yes. before he sent That's it how over. I package all my my snacks with your you guys, feet, with my yeah, because you're busy playing with your kids. He just with picks your hands. them up. Like, he just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a real monkey in that sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this can is not great. The product is is entirely fine. So one and a half for my can of okay. Crunch Crunch Pear, uh, three for the product overall. Oh, never again. <laughs> never again. I'm upset. <laughs> uh, I'm giving mine a three as well overall. I think it's uh for me. I feel like it's just. Okay, I don't know if it could be any better than what it is now, but I don't think that it's it the worst thing different. I've ever had. It could be different, <laughs> yes. And if it were different, that might affect the rating. But because this is what it is, mm. crunch, crunch, pear. I'm going to give it three pairs. Uh, I'll give it a little bit higher, three point five. I'm not going. Oh, so generous of you. I'm a little more generous because I do like pear, and I don't find anything offensive other than thinking about feet and then taking a whiff. How dare you? That's the only, because you've said that, I now think that when I smell it. And honestly, there's a lot of things. If you smell, they don't really smell as good as they taste. I mean, have you... That's not true. Do you really smell broccoli? Because broccoli smells horrible sometimes. What are you talking about? If you cook it right, it smells good. Uh, Sometimes it smells bad. but Yeah, yeah, I do know it sometimes smells bad. bad For me, it's only smelled bad since I've moved into this apartment and started using this oven. Interesting. Less ventilation in your kitchen? I don't don't know, man. But same thing. So this, I'm not going to be sniffing the can every sip I take. So Well, for me, it's unavoidable, sir. (laughs) It tastes good. You don't pinch your nose when you take a drink? No, I smell it in my mouth on the exhale oh yeah 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 okay Okay. all right right (laughs) yeah um so yeah three and a half just because i like pear and i and it's tasty but yeah i probably 12 percent pear juice isn't really gonna make me buy it again you know what though it would make a really good popsicle oh you think Mm. yeah Yeah. pear popsicle i I think you would have pear flavored but just do like the the tiny ones, you know, like the sure. old school, like stick it into an ice ice cube tray with the uh-huh. the toothpick or whatever. But like, I think it'd be a good good popsicle. So like, or if you wanted to potentially use it to make ice and then like have it as like a mixer with something else, I don't know, mm. I don't know what you would mix it with, but like that could be Freezy. good. Yeah, something like that. Like that could be. I good, saw a machine but... that does that that just automatically spins while you put the liquid in it. It makes like a um, a slushy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I love slushies. So if anyone out there has the one of those, go try it. Make, a, make a, a pear foot popsicle and let us know how it is. A pear foot Gross. popsicle. All right. <laughs> now you're clear, just doing it on purpose. My specific can. Uh, it's got a foot taste. Your specific nose. Smell. Hey, some people don't your like specific cilantro. Nose. Some he just called your don't nose like out. asparagus. I eh, like both of those things. Everyone has I preference. don't like cilantro. Really? Yeah. Does it say not. that in your 23 and me? It does. It does say that. See, there you go. <clears throat> yeah i don't know just never it's All like right. i have the thing where it tastes like soap to me like oh I don't gross know. yeah my dad hates it too so yeah. Yeah. it just does not taste good to me my 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 wife could eat it straight all day long nope well, that's yeah. intense i don't know that i could do that but yeah she loves it so all right no no okay <laughs> so we got our ratings we got uh we got our solo today and uh 
We what have our socials. Have? We don't talk about Bruno. No, <laughs> no, no. 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 <laughs> we've got our songs. You're welcome, and everyone. We've got our phone number, though. 972-677-8867. Batman out. Thank you. Foe is at the Junchi Show. <laughs> On all platforms. You can find uh, our show at John Chi Show on all the socials and uh, yeah, typical johnchishow.com for information on our website, merchandise, supporting <laughs> upcoming events. We will be announcing more as we get along into the year about more events, I think, specifically maybe our John Chi Show Live Part 2, hopefully. Part 2. Well, Part year two. two. Year two. Sorry. Year two. Yeah. Johnchi Con. Johnchi Fest. Stop calling it uh, Con. Because I think about the Con <laughs> coming up in June. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's really funny. But hey, if anyone is coming to Con, you know, in June in Denver, hit me up. Yeah. Just uh, wear, buy some Johnchi Show swag uh, so that you can, like, identify each other by your t-shirts and your mugs and your stickers and your tote bags or whatever yeah, yeah if you find lie. me during the john chi show uh con oh sorry john chi show con if you find me <laughs> during con i will give you a john chi show sticker how about that Ooh, oh yeah. that's a good deal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. don't so, buy any merchandise from con the conference just I'm buy saying, john chi show all, merchandise oh God, <laughs> if you all have john chi show shirts and stuff then you'll you'll just know who your people are. You That's know? true. Be like, I don't even, I don't need no name tags or nothing. I just, I see the John T show. I know you're my people. I'm just going to wear a so. big sticker across my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a tattoo, sir. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at KJ Rookie, wherever I want to be found on the internet. Find me at Patrick in the world, wherever I want to be found on Instagram. And I am N Nowak on Instagram, but I can be found everywhere else that they don't want to be found. So you can find me there. <laughs> interesting okay <laughs> that is uh, an interesting take and yeah you can also find nathan moonlighting as the batman <laughs> no, you batman wouldn't. sorry the bat dad <laughs> the bat dad maybe <laughs> uh yeah that is it for our show until next week john chi heyo i'm vengeance why are you mario <laughs> <laughs> yikes okay bye no. <laughs>